Okay. Let's just hope for the fucking best. I'll make it work in post. It's what I do. <laughs> That's true. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Oddity Files. That's what you're here for. You're not here to listen to me talk about how bad my internet is, which it's better on the glamper, by the way. Really? Yeah, we got that new, that, that you know, AT&T with a, it's all cell-based, and it's faster than this shit. So Chris is thinking about adding it to that. Yeah, that's how sad, you know, like the world and technology has come when like the cell phone based internet is better than actual Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a skate around. You get this one card and it's unlimited and you get these antennas on it, which makes the wi- the wi- the cell signal that turns into Wi-Fi, be- Wi-Fi better. So I don't know how they do it. I'm just happy. Yeah. As long as it's done, it's done. What are you drinking? You got tea or is that coffee? It's, it's, the cup is Bones Coffee, tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. <laughs> and in it, yes, I'm drinking Bones Coffee. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, Kroger brand water right now. Not a sponsor. But should be. They should be. Kroger, are you kidding me? Just the water for me. I'm even off the, I'm off my carbonated seltzer water as well. Just trying to get through this, this allergy disaster that's happening. So bad. It sucks. I started taking Claritin again. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the only thing that gets me through and it will always and always does end in either an ear infection or a sinus infection for me every time. But I quit smoking ish i have one like every other day (laughs) you were so quick to correct yourself you're like ish well i can't lie i just can't it's impossible i can skate around the truth if i really really have to but (laughs) i can't fucking lie um it's like that fucking movie i forgot i was oh yeah so everyone and it's when i smoke it it tastes terrible and i never finish it but it's just i miss sitting outside for a second on my phone, smoking a cigarette. Hey, you gotta start vaping. My house is fucking clean now. <laughs> oh, no, popcorn lung. I think that's a it's thing. It's totally a thing. I don't vape. I won't vape. And I'm, I'm not... <laughs> any of you that vape, I'm sure are lovely people, but some people I see vaping are questionable. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the fact that it's super obtainable, like it's just right there always. Like if you smoke a cigarette, you have to like find a place to do it and a time and yes. all, but vape, you literally just pull it out and you just... I mean, constant. You can do it in like a bathroom stall and people would be like, what's that smell? It's like, it's my poopery. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's actually poopery scented vape. So. <laughs> oh, that's so smart. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was going to save this for the next episode because uh, you know me. I have a list and I did not add it to the list. I bought some um, Sasquat, which is the manly version of poopery oh and shit god who makes it it's yeah i don't even know i mean i don't even know what uh i see those the oh what's it called it's like the man bar or something i see those ads every time i open social media 
I love that shit. I love that man bar shit. It smells better than the girly stuff. I'm not. Well, it's all infused with like cedar and and uh, Mm -hmm. whiskey oil and all this stuff that you're like, okay, this is this smells good for everybody. It should they shouldn't assign a gender to it. It just smells good. Hell no. Okay, so it's made by Turd (laughs) Killies instead of Her Killies. Turd Killies. And it's called Sasquatch. And let's visit their store because it it smells amazing. But it's scented camping. The, the scents are camping and living legend. Oh, I like that. So is it is mm-hmm. so the, the, the product is called Sasquatch and the scents are mm-hmm. camping and living legend. Right. Made by Turd Made by Turd Great. What a great business. They also have log splitter. It smells like tree bark and grit. <laughs> they have okay, turtly awesome. It smells like good vibes and wicked waves. Then there, this is what you need. It's the Tennessee hangover. It smells like bad decisions and bonfires. Not that you make bad decisions. You're just in Tennessee. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, People around me make bad decisions. <laughs> well, yeah, that's life. Then you have Turdpedo. Smells like sunburns and victory. <laughs> then there's Poseidon. Smells like sunken ships and drunken sailors. I like this company. I do too. It's beautiful. And then, you know, aside from Sasquatch, you have something's brewing. It smells like wisdom and grandpa's sweaters. What? And are, is, is this just all bathroom spray or can I put this on my body? Mm-hmm. I would kind of like a cologne or a candle. Yeah, I'd love a candle. Are you kidding? I would buy like 16. Well, I'm on there. Let's double check because I like these guys. Their shipping was super quick. Collections. Let's check the collections. Um, my internet is so fucking slow. <laughs> oh, so you can buy collections of the Turd Killies poopery. So that's all they have. So Turd Killies. You know, I, I I know there's turd in your name, so you should probably stick with that. But I'd be down for a candle. I'd be down for a candle. I feel like they sort of pigeonholed themselves by calling themselves turd killies. <laughs> because where do you go from there? I mean, clearly you just immediately right out of the gate. You're like, this is all we do. All we do is pooperies. That's it. You had me at pigeonhole, <laughs> but it's hold, isn't it? Damn it. Is it pigeonholed? Because I thought you said pigeonhole and that was hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I said hole or hold. No, uh, who? the world will never know. I don't even know what the saying yeah. is. Oh, uh, so I don't even know what I was talking about. But oh, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Turd Killies, check them out. Uh, tell them Oddity Files sent you and they should send us a promo code and maybe a candle. Yeah, I'll take it all. I'll just hose my whole house down with it. I'll, I'll hose my podcast dungeon down with it. So it smells fresh. So that's why I'm not down there today because I'm like, this is just going to make my allergies worse. But if I hose it down with some Turd Killies poopery. There you go. Yeah, that's it. You know, I don't understand it, how you got to spray it in the water first, and then you go. Does it create like a layer of scent and the poop goes? I got to stop talking about poop. (laughs) Guys, we have a live podcast coming up. (laughs) Nick and I, um, the last Monday of the month. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The last Monday of the month, we're going to do a live podcast for the JCPL, which is Johnson County 
Public Library. Last year, I was there live live, but now we're going to be there live via Zoom because Nick and I live so far apart. And I guess there's a virus and people don't want to Oh, that's true. It's, it's October, right? Yes. Yeah. What'd I say? You said... You said the last Monday of the month. Oh, I thought we were in October already. Hey, September's October to me. It's spooky season. That's I, where know, I'm at. It's August 1. It's October. Yeah. September doesn't exist. So. One million percent. I also came across, well, somebody sent it to me on Instagram. I'm giving everybody the shout outs again, but this is for a really good cause. It's for the fires that are happening in Oregon. And this lovely lady on Etsy, her name is Hello Lemon Zesty. So write that down. Hello, Lemon Zesty on Etsy. She is making sweatshirts and the proceeds will go to help whatever needs help in Oregon with the fires. It is a shirt with the big man, our Sasquatch on it. God love him. Yep. So if you go to her Etsy, click on clothing. It's at the very bottom. I ordered the gold You know, I thought I had gotten all the notes and all the things, but I'll post a picture of her her stuff on uh, the Insta stories. Speaking of Insta stories, we have an Instagram and Twitter and a TikTok, which I'm not sure is still there because I heard a president was going to take the whole thing down last weekend. I don't know. It survived. It's still there. Oh, thank God. It's at Oddity Files across the board at Oddity Files. Very simple. I had a feeling that was all just a big publicity stunt. Anyway, um, we also have a Facebook. <laughs> Try not to talk about him on the show. I really, truly do. But sometimes it just word vomit comes out. It just happens. It does. Um, yeah, we have a Facebook fan group. It's called Oddity Files Fan Group. And you go there, you click join, and, and you're fucking in. And it is the best time ever. It really is. There's lots of lots of good stuff. And if you want to know where I'm at with all my Upworld stuff, it's all going there first. I've already committed oh, to it. Oh, thank God. I know. You, you, some, the writer? Yeah, I had an hour-long call with the writer on Friday, and it was uh, probably the best phone call I've had this year. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, super, super amazing guy. It was all off the record, but we're going to do a recorded um, via Zoom interview um, probably in the next week or two. Super fucking fancy. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. It was fun hearing stories about this movie and what it was and kind of how it all started. And it's just such a it just keeps getting more and more fascinating. So I'm committed. Does he think you're crazy for this this uh, save norm movement? No, believe it or not, he he. I mean, I don't want to spoil any of the any of okay, the Q and A that I'm going to release, but he basically said the movie just never got marketed because it, it kind of went through hell and back. So, um, oh. he's like, what I'm doing is more than what the studios did when it came out. So, oh snap. Yeah. So that's I'll, you why know, I'm we're only able it. to find the foreign language poster. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's why it has all these names and stuff because it was, but I mean, I'm going to keep going. And I, I've given out, I think, seven copies of the movie for free to people that I've paid for. So I got all the trivia questions wrong. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> they were harder this week. They were harder this week. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, I, I am going to be doing a live event with some really cool friends of mine, um, the kind of nerdy girls. KJ and I are the ones that are working on this whole podcast network thing called Just What I Needed. But on October 9th, at the Tibbs Drive-In in 
I think it's in Indianapolis. I'm not really sure. I'll, I'll find out more information and post it on all the stuff and all the things. We are doing a kind of nerdy night out with social distancing. They're going to, uh, the Indianapolis Ghostbusters are going to have their Ecto-1 there. So if you want your pictures taken, they're also having like a dress your car up 80s style. So it nice. should be a really good time. Yeah, we're going to reco- record the kind of nerdy girls while we're there. And what got me there, to be perfectly honest, was Poltergeist is the second movie that night. Oh, that's amazing. So stoked. Yeah. I was... Heck yeah. I probably told you, too, but I keep saying, you know, all these movies are making it back to the drive-in. The first place I ever saw the Poltergeist was the drive-in, and I told Chris we got to go. He probably won't go because, you know, he's Chris, but um, I'm super pumped. Yeah, I'm, I haven't been attending the drive-ins yet since the pandemic started, and we've had some really cool movies that I've pulled near and dear to my heart here in Nashville, but uh, October is what I'm waiting for. I, like, that's always been, I think, the dream, is like to watch and experience a classic horror film in the drive-in, because that's... Mm-hmm. That just to me, like that's it. That's always yeah. been it. That's always the thing. I mean, even now, like drive-ins sort of have lived on in, in modern horror movies. So that's like that's the thing. So hopefully, I'll get I'll make it out to one um, in October. Yeah, I I, I didn't stay um, after we shot Bruce at either of the drive-ins. I just you know I work in drive-ins doesn't sound fun to me, but going you know just to see the movie i want to say i give a shit about whatever else is playing i know it's another horror movie but poltergeist is my jam Uh, but i'm I'm super stoked it should be fun but while i mentioned just what i needed network everybody please follow that on all the stuff and all the things and we had a big meeting last week and i'm supposed to cross promote which i'm terrible at for the one person i'm the one thing i'm supposed to cross promote for so i'm going to give you a list of the best podcasts you've ever listened to you've got the kind of nerdy girls you've got the kind of nerdy dudes you've got amongst the pines which is hosted by my lovely daughter you've got miss murder you've got get scared about to launch any day now because i thought it's taking longer than i thought it would (laughs) and there will be oh and not for the dinner table so we are officially international and more will be added very, very soon. We're really excited about it. So, guys, check out Just What I Needed. It's literally just what you needed. I just well, made speaking that up. Of, spe- I was going to segue, and you. I'm glad you said it, because I was going to say, speaking of just what I needed, I, I texted you about this because I couldn't forget, because yes. I, I, I changed my own life tonight. I know that sounds pretty... That sounds pretty egotistical, but you got to hear me out, and you got to just give I me a chance you. to explain myself. So McDonald's brought back their spicy nuggets recently. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how long they've been gone. <laughs> they, they could have been there the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> you just but realized they were there again. <laughs> I was craving some McDonald's. I don't really have a sense of taste uh, currently. So I'm like, ah, McDonald's sounds good. I'll just eat it. It's fine. And I was like, I'll get some spicy nuggets. And the spicy nuggets come with this brand new uh, mighty hot sauce is what it's called from McDonald's. And it's like, okay chili and cayenne pepper and it's a little sweet but it's like real it's really kicking and i mean even the guy at the window is like would you like the nuggets with their hot sauce it's pretty spicy like it's pretty intense and i was like yeah it was like a challenge yeah Yeah, please give me six (laughs) give me it's fine so i I used the one for my nuggets and i loved the sauce it was great tonight i was like i'm gonna make a grilled uh, turkey and cheese sandwich and i'm gonna make 
some chicken noodle soup because I'm not feeling super great. So yeah. I'm like, that's perfect. And so I, I make the sandwich. It's just it's just grilled grilled cheese, uh, grilled turkey and cheese. You could you could probably use ham as well if you'd like. And I pulled it off the stove, and I just pulled that bread back, and I just slapped some mighty hot sauce on it. And I, I smushed it down. I took a bite. I made a second one. It's it's life changing. Did it help clear your sinuses? Oh yeah, I mean that might be part of the reason why I love it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's a life changing because it's like it's 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 kind of sweet, so it goes with the bread and the cheese really well, and then it's got that spice mm. that's just perfect, and you have that little bit of meat on there. Oh, I tell you, grilled turkey, ham, and cheese. Go get, go to McDonald's and just ask for mighty mighty sauce. You're all set. I personally cannot handle hot food. I I am very white when it comes to spice. <laughs> I you know I used to be and I think I I grew and grew and and I've had all of the peppers, all of the things, so I've like once you once you get to like try them all like the extreme peppers, you really yeah, I don't know. You just kind of like build up a tolerance, but I mean, it's seriously. I, I, yeah. Now, I love the taste of buffalo sauce. I really do without the heat. Uh, okay. So this is, I mean, it's a yeah. little, it has a little bit more kick than the standard buffalo, but if you like, if you can tolerate like a little kick, I'm, t- I'm telling you, quarantine life changed for good. I'm probably going to have one for the next like three or four days. How big is the sauce they give you? Oh, I got to go back to McDonald's and try to sweet talk him and give me some sauce. (laughs) I want fries and your sauce. Now, McDonald's fries are my jam. Oh, so So. good. Yeah. The fries are great, too. Dip them in the the mic sauce. I heard they have cocaine in them. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I've heard they have cocaine in them. Next week on the Oddity Files, we're going to find out if McDonald's fries have cocaine. Allegedly. I don't know. A rumor was started. I'm just passing it on. (laughs) Allegedly. They allegedly have it. You got to watch out. Oh, Lord. Anyway, I'm Um, off my my food soapbox. I know every, like, foodie out there who listens to the podcast is like, shut this guy up. He's ruining our culture. No, I love that. Those little food (laughs) hacks. That's what it is. It's a food hack, Nick. Yeah. I want to put it on everything. I like. I would rather them bottle this than Chick Fil A bottling their sauces. Like, give me this mighty sauce in a bottle, stat. Oh, I don't do Chick Fil A. I am. <laughs> I hate them, and that's my. They're against the LGBT community. Well, some of them are, and some of them aren't. But they were. They publicly stated, and I really didn't like it anyway. So I'm not missing out. I don't understand yeah. the. Craze it's hit or miss. It. It's hit or miss. It's either too too greasy or it's like. Or it's just it's, right. But it's like a, a chicken patty you could buy at the grocery store in the freezer section and put it in your air fryer. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the, the secret is the secret is pickles. That's the secret. Oh, I don't do pickles. That's why you don't like Chick Fil A. Well, I mean, d- uh, despite their their terrible values, mm-hmm. uh, they do they they base their um, their their. Uh, batter with pickle pickle juice. Oh, that's why I hated it before I knew they were bigots. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, one more announcement to make. Our Facebook fan group, which is called Oddity Files Fan Group, is just shy of 600 members, people. Oh, just snap. shy. So I am challenging everyone to li- everyone who is listening right now to find a friend 
invite them to the group. Make sure they're into the weird shit we're into. You don't want, you know, Aunt Susan, who's who's a little bit of a holy roller, joining the Oddity Files fan group. Are you are, are you with me there? So um, yeah, find a friend who's just as weird as we are and invite them to join the group. That is your challenge for the week, people. Yeah, or find someone who doesn't really. Maybe they're like kind of on the edge, or maybe they're like super religious and have their own opinions about this stuff. Invite them in. Let's have some really uh, intense conversations. No, let's not. (laughs) And say we did. (laughs) Like Bigfoot's the work of the devil, and then we come in and we're like, but you don't understand. He's actually a Native American spiritual being who might be able to travel through time. And then they come back and they're like, no, he needs to go to hell. And then someone else comes in. It's like, no, he's actually a peaceful warrior. There it is. (laughs) That is the best name. I'm writing that down. Peaceful warrior. I don't have a pen. Fuck it. Remember that, Nick. Somebody write that down. I'll never forget. It's impossible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of peaceful warriors, Nick, did you read the New York Post this past week? Uh, I, every morning before my coffee, I, I have a physical copy of the New York Post that I read. <laughs> Does anybody read the paper anymore? No. Okay. I didn't think <laughs> People so. People barely watch cable television. <laughs> Same, same, exact same. Um, But those of you that don't know, I was awoken by a text from my friend Mark with the German last name, I can't say, just said, your room is ready. And he sent me the link to, he lives 20 minutes away from Gettysburg. And he sent me the link to the video that has taken the interwebs by storm. Yep. Nick, what are we seeing in this video? I mean, they're what looks like to be one, maybe two uh, ghost soldiers potentially uh, crossing the street. Is it the street? It's a street, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I'm assuming I've been to Gettysburg once. It was actually my first ghost anything I've ever done. I did a ghost tour with um, like Sid Haig and a couple photo op people back in the <laughs> day. It was. I, I think uh, Doug Bradley was there and the guy... I'll remember his name later. It was fun. Um, but Scout Compton Taylor was there, too, from the Halloween reboots. But um, I did not go to the battlefield. But I'm assuming that's like a little drive through the battlefield with the big cannon on it. Um, but it's it's absolutely not dust of any kind. Oh, no it's way. Yeah. absolutely not an insect of any kind. Now, I don't know if it's been altered, but if they did, they did a really bang up job. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like the thing that I always talk to people about, when we talk about like paranormal stuff, the anytime there's a sighting or series of sightings in a, in a Civil War battleground, that's like, that is baby's first paranormal. That's like the first steps into the gateway of paranormal. It's like if you need literally something to believe in, that's it. Like, yeah, literally. It's, you know, like I, I, people say like, oh, Salem and this and that. And it's like, yeah, Salem has a history. But the thing that makes a lot of logical sense is people's lives who were taken from them so young. They had, you know, some of them had hate in their heart. Some of them had, you know, anger. Yeah. Some of them had... Uh, some of them are so young and didn't really get to so to young. live out the rest of their lives. So uh, I think that it's the most plausible thing as a, a Civil War battleground. Some of the most compelling evidence I've ever seen has come from Gettysburg. I mean, it was... Yes. Was, uh, 
I didn't pay attention in history. Back then, <laughs> you could still kind of prop your book up on your desk and kind of hide behind it when you're supposed to be reading chapters and fall asleep. So um, I'm not sure how long the Battle of Gettysburg lasted. Do you know by chance? Uh, I also fell asleep during that history lesson. I had to watch a movie because my teacher, he was a, a Civil War reenactor. Oh, no, no. He was he was in the movie Gettysburg, and then the last day of the of our I think it was like eleventh grade, tenth grade, we had a whole Civil War reenactment on our like football field. <laughs> that is the most beautiful story ever. Were you Confederate or the other guys? Uh, I think I was just sitting in the bleachers watching. Oh, oh! So he brought in his team, his yeah, oh, he, reenactment. Yeah. Okay. He brought the whole squad. They were all firing smoke at each other. And <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Didn't learn a thing, but it was really cool no. to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, my history teacher was the worst. Can't remember his name. Bald guy. Pot belly. His polyester pants were a little too tight. N- not in the good way. Um, but... <laughs> He was terrible. And all we did was read. He'd like write on the chalkboard. I think he was just pissed he was there. Really? You know, I th- he should have been like a, a auto shop teacher. That's what he looked like, you know? I had this, I had like the laziest history teachers. I, everyone involved movies. There were, we had, I had one teach, history teacher in high school who made us watch Forrest Gump and then we had a test on it. As if it was actual, like... Oh, that's fucking lazy, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, wait, you're teaching us history through Forrest Gump? Like, what? I mean, that's how I learned history. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't checked it out, just search New York Post Gettysburg video. You know, they re- the timing couldn't have been perfect for the release of it by the New York Post. I don't know how old the video was. There wasn't much of a write-up on it. They're just like, here, watch this. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it wasn't anything. It was like video. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's them introducing all the regular people to spooky season is what I'm taking it as. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, I've seen it poke pop up on like uh, multiple feeds all over um, yeah. from people, from friends of mine who really believe in this stuff and friends of mine who could care less about any of this stuff. And I've seen it yeah. just everywhere. So, and that's pretty great to cut through like politics and covid and bypass that stuff and make it on the social media network that's great you're doing well that's that's news (laughs) one more quick piece of news um nick's mom mrs floyd has followed us on instagram thank you for coming (laughs) she called me uh, a couple days ago and she's like i haven't had time to listen to it all yet but i listened to the first 25 minutes of last week's episode she's like i was laughing so hard that i had to turn it off for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i love her so much like stop mom stop (laughs) (laughs) oh guys we have a couple contests going on you can rate review anywhere I prefer Apple Podcasts, but if you go to the IMDb, if you go to the um, Amazon Prime show or any of the other podcast apps, give us a quick review and rating and then screen grab that. Send it to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We also have our Facebook fan group contest going on. Once a month, I'm going to give away one free video tarot card reading. And it's not going to be really 
you know, elaborate or anything, I'll just send it to you on Facebook and I'll do a three card poll, which is pretty much your past, your present and your future. And I'll get my juju vibes going on. And you guys are helping me hone my tarot card reading abilities. So make sure you're a member of that Facebook fan group that I cannot stop promoting today. I love it. Everyone should be a part of it. Period. No excuses. Absolutely. Do it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> am I forgetting anything else? Mm-mm. As you nope. drink water, my timing is impeccable. No, no. I'm I think you go first this week because I'm. St- I cannot stop thinking about your story from last week. Cannot. Oh, here, here I am. Uh, not topping it at all. I am going <laughs> to underwhelm this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah it was a good one i was looking i like scared myself looking i was like perusing through instagram and i was going through the stories and i got to the audiophile story and i was like oh no no not again and then i show that picture and i zoom in and i zoom in a little more <laughs> it was fun yeah it was scary uh i tried to do something a little different this week instead of reading someone else's story um i tried to uh very quickly and frantically with very little information write uh a story that <laughs> yes will underwhelm <laughs> well good because i'm writing somebody else's story today right on perfect we're we're, we're flip-flopping twin switch <laughs> twin switch freaky friday all right so i should have written the source down it came from a few different sources but it's from the internet surprise yeah. google thank you google thank you google <laughs> So there are some weird places in the United States. Odds are we've been to a few of them. We've been, you've been, we've all been. There's a place that's not just home to the famous famous Warrens. It's a place that's also home to a family of small, frail creatures with long, spindly appendages. Creatures with crooked, gnarly teeth and most notably bald, bulbous heads that are out of proportion with their bodies. Otherwise known as the melon heads. Ooh, bring it. While these strange creatures are said to avoid people like the plague, there have been several reports. (laughs) Wow, really hitting home runs this week. Uh, (laughs) It's been a day. It's fine. It's up from here. It's it's only up up from here. Yeah, thank God. Uh, There have been several reports claiming that this is not the case at all. They allegedly live in the area of Velvet Street in Trumbull, Connecticut. The street is also known as Dracula Drive by the locals. Get out. Due to the strange things that supposedly happened there. Uh, like one night in the 1980s where the Melonheads supposedly supposedly stole a baby blue Ford Granada, which apparently they still drive in like maniacs to this day. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Now, are they, they, you, did you say how tall they were? They're just tiny little fellas. They're like three, four feet tall. Oh, yeah. So they're like sitting on booster seats and telephone books. And I love it. Really big heads. Just really big heads. (laughs) That's a t shirt waiting to happen. God, I wish I was artistic. I can't reach the pedals. (laughs) Just a little thought bubble. I know. And there's another little guy doing the pedals. Uh, Even with their psychotic driving skills, there haven't been any reports of people being attacked or maimed. They are simply creatures that live on the edge of society and therefore most are afraid of them. Now, where they come from, that's its own story that dates back to 1860. 
According to locals, a high-security insane asylum located in Fairfield, Connecticut, burned to the ground. All the staff perished in it, but several of the inmates' bodies were never found. This bizarre group of creatures on Dracula Road are said to be the descendants of the inmates who escaped the fire, and they chose to live on the fringe of society, becoming strange, malformed creatures as a result of inbreeding. Pretty logical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't... Love your sister, but not that Yeah, no, that takes it a little too far. Uh, (laughs) Now, a lot of you are probably thinking about movies like The Hills Have Eyes or Wrong Turn, and if you are, one piece of those two movies seem to be the trait... uh, seem to also be a trait of the Melonheads, and that's cannibalism Ooh, yeah there's speculations that when they're when their food runs short they feast on human flesh where they get it we'll never know missing persons pages that's where you yep you that's find exactly out. yeah check check hmm. the missing the missing persons if you if they don't turn up carol baskin's husband probably eaten by a melon head oh that's a whole yeah. whole valid point there <laughs> not really this weekend, ID Network, the next version of Tiger King. It's coming. Just it's coming. Um, another theory, and this one is very interesting, says that these creatures are the descendants of a family cast out in colonial times for witchcraft. Rather than settling in another town, they decided to remove themselves from society, and again, their inbreeding made them mutate into oddly shaped beings. Hmm. The theory that they're descendants of an outcast family makes sense because Dracula Drive in Connecticut isn't the only place that the, that the legend of the Melonheads exists. It also extends to both Michigan and Ohio, which aren't too far from each other. It's really fucking close to me. Both of them touch my state. Okay. Mm, yeah. They probably <laughs> travel through to get to each other's states. Yeah. <laughs> this could be an entire society of Melonheads colonizing the northeastern united states is their grand plan to embed themselves into our own modern society will they one day wage a war against us in hopes to rule the entire united states or will they stay dormant living their lives avoiding people at all costs hanging out with bigfoot probably <laughs> yeah just befriended bigfoot and you know that's what their thanksgiving else. looks like you got bigfoot you got mothman you got the melon heads maybe a vampire just because of the whole dracula way but that sounds like good times yeah uh as long as they zip around quietly in their baby blue granadas we may never know one thing we do know is that these so-called melon heads share a common trait with several other cryptids like aliens the dover demon and the pook wedgies don't know what those are Pook wedgies? I don't know. Pook pook wedgies. Pook wedgies. Uh, small bodies and oversized heads is the is the trait that they share. So I'll leave you with this. Could these all be aliens living amongst us? It all depends on what you choose to believe. You know how there's the one family with all the blonde hair? Maybe, you know, maybe there's no inbreeding going on, but you've got the Dover Demons and the Rake family over here, and you've got the Melonhead family over here. I've seen pictures of a baby Sasquatch. It's just, you know, it's just totally plausible. Yeah, I think the deeper that that I dig and that we dig on the podcast just in the time that I've been on specifically is like some of the creatures that we've talked about and some of the cryptids that we've talked about all seem like there's this basically second society of like these otherworldly beings who live on earth and that all these Dover demons, Bigfoot, 
alien sightings, uh, melon heads, like lizard people, chupacabra. They're all just basically these creatures who are maybe a part of another world. I don't know. It all sounds crazy. Maybe they do all live underground. Maybe the lizard people are just, you know, the hierarchy of the underground cryptids. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. That's what I do. Well, anything is possible. Like I said, it's all in what you believe and anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's it's- anything. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. So guys, have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code oddityfiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code oddityfiles. Check it out. I am super excited about our latest podcast partner, which is Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. 
So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. So my story's a little long, so bear with Sweet. me. Sweet. Mine was short, so. Yeah, I've never heard of it before. And speaking of don't love your sister that way, this one happens in Kentucky. Sorry if you're from <laughs> Kentucky. I'm from Indiana. We all know that happens. That's what happens up here. <laughs> Many friends in Kentucky. So my story is entitled 1975 BFFs Abducted by Aliens in Kentucky. Okay. Honestly, though, this wasn't the story I had planned on writing. I I finally went through that list of things I want to write about, and I, I did a Google <laughs> search. This happened in Kentucky as well. Um, but it caught my eye, and then I read the story, and I am now shooketh to the choreth. God, that's so millennial of you. I know, I know. Um, I'm trying to not look my age. I mean, act my age. Um, to, re- to redeem yourself from the Zemas. Yeah, exactly. Still trying to reel that Bartles and James shit in. Okay. Uh, not only was this case fully reported and researched, it was followed up on determining... See, now it's contagious. Determining the long-range <laughs> effects on the health and lives of these three well-regarded women. And that story goes a little something like this. January 6, 1975, was Mona Stafford's 36th birthday. She was joined by her BFFs, Louise Smith and Elaine Thomas, to celebrate the event and just have a friendly dinner together. The three good friends took their dinner plan at the Redwood Restaurant, which was located south of Lancaster, Kentucky, on US-27, about 35 miles from their hometown in Liberty. And what got me i'm not gonna lie is the picture of these three ladies it's it's 1975 and they look every bit of it in this (laughs) black and white photo it's amazing (laughs) so yeah exactly as the three finished their celebration dinner they started what they thought would be a nice pleasant drive back to their houses little did they know what lie in store for them in what would be a night they would never Oh, nay, could never forget. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm getting fancy <laughs> when I use the nay. Um, yeah. Oh, very medieval. Leaving the Red Wood restaurant at 11.15, they partied hard. Can we just say, 1975, I'm sure they were housewives. Well, one of them did work. We'll get to that later. But 11.15, I'm sure, was pretty late for these gals. They were in a great mood as Louise sat behind the wheel of her 1967 Chevy Nova. Can I just say my dream car is a 1970s orange Chevy Nova? Oh, you have something in common. Exactly. I don't know. I'm just making, you know, trying to whatever. Okay. I got nothing today. Is it Monday or is it Monday? It's Let me tell you. <laughs> it should be noted that none of these three had any beer or liquor to drink that night. Boo hiss, but good for them. They were driving. It was the 70s. There was no law. Leaving Stanford and heading to 
Houstonville on Highway 68, the three suddenly see a, quote, bright red, unquote, object in the clear night sky. The light scared the shit out of Mona, who thought it was an airplane on fire and crashing and heading right towards them. As the glowing object came closer, Louise completely lost control of the car. What I mean by loses control, she's not driving it anymore. The Chevy is now going 85 miles an hour, which I'm sure these ladies never, ever would have ever thought driving that fast. And in oh, a they're panic, at 11.15. Are you kidding? True. They're probably like, yes! Woo, let's go! go! home with the husbands! Let's go! <laughs> I just had three milkshakes! I'm ready to turn up! <laughs> Take it to 100! Take it to 100! Come on! <laughs> you know, Mona's in the... No, Mona's driving? No, Mona's in the back going, girl, you got this. Come on. Come on, Louise. Mona, Mona. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yo, you got this, girl. And poor Lane in the back is just like, guys, I don't have a full seat belt back here because it's 1975. Do we have airbags? No, they haven't been invented yet. Slow the fuck down. Is this car supposed to go that fast? Oh, oh God. So God. Mona reaches over and tries to help her, thinking that something's wrong with the steering because the steering makes the car go so fast. That was my little two cents there but she can't control it either <laughs> and the car continued speeding down the road all on its own later louise would say my foot wasn't even on the gas pedal unquote before they knew it the unknown object was frighteningly close to the chevy it followed from behind for a short time then flipped on its end coming extremely close to the driver's side I'm picturing that Top Gun scene, you know, where they're upside down, the aliens are, spoiler alert, and the aliens are all like, hey girl, hey girl, hey! Now I can't imagine, like, if you're going to keep describing this scene, I can't imagine it without uh, Kenny Rogers' Highway to the Danger Zone playing right now. <laughs> Highway <laughs> to the Danger Zone. Mona Florida! <laughs> <laughs> That movie would come out 10 years later. <laughs> okay. And it was based on true Based events. on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. Yep. Okay. But I'm going to leave that joke out because it's completely useless now. Okay. All three women would later separately remember and state the exact same thing happened. What they were looking at was an enormous metallic disc shaped object with a dome on top and a ring of red lights around its midsection. The women all saw it close enough to see a yellow blinking light on its underbelly. Hmm. Pretty detailed. Huh. But I mean, you know, if they're acting a fool flying upside down next to them, they're going to see that shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the UFO hung over the driver's side of the car for a time before it moved ahead off onto the highway. As it did, a bluish white light shot into the car, lighting up the interior of the vehicle. Later, Louise would describe, and I'm picturing, you know, just enough fake fog machine fog in there and the blue and, the, you know, oh, that was close encounters. Okay. Um <laughs> It's all very, very picturesque and very it is. vivid. <laughs> Whoever I stole this from did a great job writing this. Oh, um, so, good. <laughs> so, 
So, oh, actually, they did say a haze-like air sort of fog. So, I was dead on. Okay, in a second, all three women suffered from a burning sensation so strong that they couldn't open their eyes from the irritation. I guess that the aliens blew this fog up into the car. And all of a sudden, their skin's burning. They can't keep their eyes open. I wonder if they're still going 85 miles an hour. They had to have broken the sound barrier at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the last thing they all remember was being backed into a pasture entrance in a, quote, crazy manner, unquote. The entry to the pasture had an old stone wall on either side. Flash forward one hour and 20 minutes later, the three found themselves back in the Chevy Nova, again driving toward Liberty. They were shaken and tense with exposed areas of flesh, painful from the burns. It's getting good now. Um, The three terrified ladies finally arrived at Louise's home, and when they entered, they noticed that the clock in the kitchen showed 1.20 a.m., confirming the trip at 35 miles had taken just over two hours. Normally, it only took 45 minutes. They immediately went to Louise's neighbor, Lowell Lee, who confirmed the time loss. I'm picturing as I'm reading somebody else's story. Lowell, I mean, Lee, Lee, can you tell me what time it is? I think we lost some time. There was a pasture and Louise was going 85 miles an hour. You know, it, go, it went down. Just it like had that. to. All these names, Mona, Louise, Lee, like all these like. <laughs> Elaine. This is Elaine. This is the most Southern. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's sure. always like it's always these stories. I mean, the last story you told that was like alien related were like it was like deep south as well. So yeah. maybe these stories are I think held. That was Kentucky too. I should probably branch out. I love it. I love. I I think maybe there's something to it. Like maybe it's the fact that it is Kentucky and that people are like, oh, you're just you're just seeing things. That's you. That's just the tall tales. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. They're telling the truth. No one's just around to believe them. I'm starting to think because I was searching for another Kentucky UFO story that Kentucky's a goddamn hotspot. I, I mean, do we need to go to Kentucky? It's, I'm not too far from it. It's it's like right in the middle of the two of us. Just it saying. Is. <laughs> Meet in the middle. Meet in the middle. Okay, so um, they went to Lowell Lee's house, and the next day they phoned the Navy recruiting station. Um, and they went to the police after they went to Lowell's. So these ladies were just up till all hours of the night. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to go back to the diner and get myself another milkshake. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, they called the police. They didn't go in. Yeah, I'm sure they're finally adding some liquor to those milkshakes. Just saying. Oh, so yeah. neither two of those, co- those calls afforded them any aid. The Navy station did give some of the details of the event. Of course they did to a Lexington TV station. These women are just trying to figure out what the fuck went on in the fucking Navy calls the fucking press. <laughs> it's like Mona, the Navy just sold our life rights to, to Fox TV, <laughs> to ABC, to a family network. They're going to make it into a movie called Close Encounters. Can you Do believe you think that? the Donahue will want to talk to us? Okay. Um, But however, somebody did believe him. It was MUFON investigator 
Jerry Black. He heard the story of the event and immediately went to work to get all the details. Jerry called our gals and asked them for an interview, but the ladies were reluctant at first. Well, the Navy fucked them, so yeah, to relive the event or to have a stranger in their homes. It's fucking 1975, not 1875, ladies. Come on. Okay, after more phone calls and the offering of his sympathy and compassion for their experience, the three witnesses agreed to an interview. Also, Jerry invited Peggy Schnell of Blanchester, Ohio, to attend. She also had experience with these kind of cases. That's why we didn't want people coming over, because they just invite anybody they want, is how I'm seeing that going down in their heads. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and Jerry was hoping that the three would feel more comfortable with a feminine presence. And I'm sure he mansplained everything to them because oh, of course the 70s oh yeah working for mufon too that guy oh. is a total he you know he's up to no good oh yeah for sure he thought he was a way bigger deal than he was he really works at the old zayers but mufon is his part-time job <laughs> these are the stories that went through my head as i was reading this i believe this to be true i really do because it was the three ladies we get into hypnosis all that stuff but i just i need less of an imagination <laughs> <laughs> It's so difficult to not like be put there and imagine um, what this was like because I don't I don't picture the three ladies being scared at first. I imagine them having the time of their life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I may or may not have imagined them coming up with this whole charade and it never happened too cuz you never know which way it's going to go. But the girls are like, oh, "You yeah. know what? I'm so bored. You know, Merle won't have sex with me anymore, you know. <laughs> what are we going to do to spice up our lives, ladies?" And then, you know, Elaine jumps in and goes, "Aliens." And that's it. <laughs> Cut to credits. Remember, remember what, Roswell? Do you remember Roswell? That's what we're nope. going to do. Nobody's talking about that anymore. Come on, girls. Let's do this. We'll drink when we get home. No one's meeting at a restaurant after 11 p.m. in 1975. No. Three women yeah. getting together over drinks at after 11 p.m. in the 70s. They no. are scheming something brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and that's what's happening. Yeah. Unless they were about to head to a disco, which these ladies absolutely were not. I'll show you their photo at the end. <laughs> this is like their this is their idea of a good time. They're like, yeah. we're gonna do something crazy. We're gonna make up a story and we're <laughs> That's more fun for me, but we'll continue with the true documented, you know, story we've got going on here. So Yes, yes. At the first meeting, several very important facts were revealed. Jerry stated that our girls were obviously in physical pain from the burns, of course. All were chain smoking. It was the 70s. It's not a big deal. <laughs> which were attributed to the experience, both of these things. Uh, they had been, no, they had an insatiable thirst not for anything. They were just always thirsty. I totally paste and cut that. And all claimed <laughs> excessive weight loss since the event. Um, come on, aliens. Come visit a girl. I can start smoking again. Um, I can lose weight. Let's do this shit. Just over, it, over the next day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Girls were stressed. So, then Mona Louise and Elaine... 
gave a few details of their observations of the UFO, its structure and its behavior. They also discussed some of the ill effects that they had sustained. These uh, memories were painful for all three as they try to recall details in hopes that someone might be able to help them. Elaine stated, and I quote, We live in fear of what we don't know. I'm worried about Lou and Mona. I think they're ready for a breakdown. God love Elaine, just looking out for her girls. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful woman. I know. She has. She's been pretty much quiet so far. I'm making up what she's doing in the backseat of the car. We had no no facts on that. She's just a wonderful human being. Okay. <laughs> Naturally, there were some psychological problems in the aftermath of their experiences. Louise was having difficulties in performing her everyday duties at work because she just could not concentrate anymore. And Mona, not only suffering from an eye inflammation, she was desperate to know what happened during the missing time. I mean, same girl same. (laughs) Jerry assured the trio that they would be able to undergo regressive hypnosis and uncover their missing time. So, we know the ladies are all going through their own personal hell, but Louise's parakeet did not go unscathed. When Lulu first arrived home after the experience, instead of her usual happy greeting, she received a frightening reaction from the bird. It flew into the side of its cage and fluttered its wings like it wanted to attack her. I've decided I'm going to call Louise Wheezy right now. Wheezy proclaimed (laughs) (laughs) that since that first night, her pet did not want to have a thing to do with her. I mean, dang, Toucan Sam. Isn't Louise going through enough already? She's chain smoke. Ah. Bird died exactly a year later. Mm -hmm. So Louise has all kinds of weird stuff going on, and the bird wasn't the only thing. Her watch began to rapidly just spin around on the dials. Oh, wow. Insane, right? Also, the next week after her sighting, when she touched her bedroom alarm clock, it just quit working. She threw it away. Um, The turn signals on her car stopped working out of the blue. And then her car started having all kinds of other electrical problems with it. That's my life. Literally, I am powder. Yeah. So, enter Dr. Sprinkle. Yes, I said sprinkle. Oh, my God. For the hypnosis. Mona went first, and she talks about the light she saw and that it looked like it was a crashing plane, and then she started talking about a face. She said, and I quote, Yes, I can see the face now, but it doesn't seem solid. It comes and it goes. I mean, fades and reappears like a fog. And its eyes are very far apart, and at the bottom... The chin, she points to a drawing, looks like that drawing. As she points to a photo, a drawing of an alien. Now, no one has mentioned aliens to any of the women yet. No one has even mentioned any kind of creature at all. It had been all about the aircraft, and the doctors and researchers are pretty stoked to say the least. To them, it's now a legit alien abduction. So they had the pictures of the aliens there. They didn't tell the girls they were aliens. They were just trying to get um, shapes, shapes of things. And at first she had pointed to a picture of an alien head and said the ship was shaped like that. So is it leading the witness? 
I don't know. It could be, might not be. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess there wasn't enough money for the hypnosis to continue. So our pal Jerry sells the story to the National Enquirer to get oh them my God. back in for more sessions. These poor women, if this is real, because remember, they didn't even want to talk to him in the first place. But they do more sessions and the memories came back slowly, hauntingly and painfully. Each woman remembered the same thing. But every story is just a little bit different. All of the women were taken aboard some type of craft and subjected to physical examinations, some harsh in nature, sometimes torturous. There was no sexual probes during the abduction, but they were restrained in embarrassing and humiliating positions. Louise would reveal that her exam took place on a table Elaine's was inside of a capsule with an unusual-looking noose-like device around her neck, which tightened painfully when she tried to speak. Mona's exam was in a chair-like device. All of the abductees recalled having their bodies scanned and instruments used, which exerted pressure on their limbs. Louise recalled a tube with a bullet-like tip on it, I'm going to make it dirty. It's a penis. There was sexual probing going on. And she also remembered a warm liquid being applied to her face and body. Oh. (laughs) There's no way not to make that dirty. I'm just did it. Kitsy made it dirty. Okay. Mona also recalled the warm liquid. Now, did she have a tube with a bullet like tip on it? I'm not sure. And I went ahead and, you know, put asterisk, insert all the rude jokes here, but I think I've covered them, so we're good. Yeah. I No comment for me. <laughs> God love you. <laughs> we're getting to the end. I swear. I swear. I swear. Okay. The characteristics of the alien forms themselves seem to be vague and often indescribable. All three related, quote unquote, shadowy figures, which floated or guided by them. Or gilded by them. I don't. Okay. And they also recalled a frightening one eye, just one eye, or a frightening two eyes, just two eyes, which also hovered above them. No body, just eyes. So fucking weird. Now they're really making it up. Yeah, I think now they're they're leaning a little too far into the uh, fantasy, ladies. you got to slow down a little bit. So, Louise saw several different forms of beings during her ordeal, but she was so frightened that she closed her eyes and didn't look at them. However, some months later, she described her vision of the humanoids in similar fashion to her two friends, adding that their hands looked like jagged wingtips. Weird. It would be Elaine who recalled the most about her captors. See, here she comes. Here comes Elaine with all the stories. At one yep. point saying, quote, there were several small figures about four feet tall. Melon heads. Uh, everything's about four feet tall. We got the Dover Everything. Demon. What about yep. those little green aliens in Kentucky I spoke about the other day? Which they were about three, four ago. feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after all of the revelations of the three women, there remained no doubt that something very extraordinary happened on the night of Mona's birthday. Several profound facts were accepted. The three women had encountered a flying craft of unknown origin 
and they had been abducted by beings unknown. There were other witnesses of the UFO that night, independent of our girls. Oh, they're the Golden Girls. God, I wonder if they're still alive. That'd be so great. It would be amazing. Yeah. I need to make a t-shirt of the Golden Girls that are the girls. Okay. Oh, that Um, would be amazing. Oh, highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, These sightings occurred in Casey and Lincoln counties in Kentucky, of course. Within a couple of hundred yards of the abduction, one couple watched from the window of their home a, quote, large luminous object which passed over the Stanford area. And now he comes in. The owner of the property where the three women's abduction took place, that farmer stated that, quote, down the road, unquote, from his house, he witnessed an unusually low-flying object which shot a white beam of light to the ground. This year marks the 45th anniversary of the Stanford case, and the lady's story was met to fanfare and not naysayers. Believe it or not, I mean, even the Inquirer, and people are like, yeah, tell us more. That's just so unheard of. The Stanford, Kentucky abduction is still considered one of the best documented abduction cases in UFO history. I'm going to do a quick little share screen screen here with Nick and the Patreon listeners. And here we go. Here's our girls. Oh, my goodness. Look at them. The Golden Girls. The tall one. I, I don't know which one's which, but I'm guessing this is Louise right here. And this is definitely Elaine. And then we've got Mona. Oh, this is absolutely a Mona with that fucking scarf. And Louise's little brooch with her little shirt tied. That's so 70s. My mom had those. No brooch, but definitely had those. So there you have it, kids. The story of the 1975 alien abduction. And oh, there's Dr. Sprinkle. He's a winner. Uh, my sources, <laughs> my source, not sources, was ufocasebook.com. Wow. You know, I always think of like, I, I, it was a nice pa- like painted picture um, and it was, it was very vivid, but I always think of like when people are trying to describe what it's like being on the craft, it's like everything is a shadowy figure. I think about like performing on stage. When you're performing on stage and you have lights that are shining at mm-hmm. you, um, to illuminate the band that's on stage, when you look out, you can't really ever see anything. I mean, yeah. ever. Like you just, you just see figures. I mean, even like at conventions and stuff. Like even when you walk on the stage for a second, and even just having like basic lighting, you can't really see the audience at all. It just looks like silhouettes. So, yeah. in these like really sterile environments on these ships, the reason why it's just like silhouettes or shadowy figures is because there's so much lighting blast on the subject. Yeah they don't see anything around them. And I think that's how these aliens get, get around that. And yeah, have plus, for they had smoke in their eyes. Stuff. Yeah. So, of course, you add those two together. That's why some see more with that same... Because everybody talks about all the lights, all the white, all the bright. But you don't yeah. hear a lot of shadowy figures. I haven't anyway in, in the research I've done when people are describing these aliens. It's more like... Um, pretty detailed actually that's why we have all these drawings and pictures so maybe that had there was the fog smoke on the water 
It's my favorite Guitar Hero song to play. Bass. Sorry. I'm in a Oh mood. my God. This is a musical episode. It literally is. It's so funny. Oh, I. That's a good story. There's got to be a movie. Is. There's got to be like a movie of it somewhere. Yeah, I didn't even like. I mean, granted, I mean, I got all my information from like one of the first sites I look at. There may be, there's probably a book or two. I want a copy of that fucking Inquirer is what I want. I'm sure there's someone selling on eBay. Okay. I am going to read the story I didn't read last week because it's long. And if we go over, maybe we'll make it a two-parter. No, I know I won't. Um, but this is a really good story, and it's been a week since we've done a listener story. If you guys have a, a paranormal experience, whether it's aliens, whether it's ghosts, whether it's chupacabras or melon heads, send it in. We are running low, and I'm starting to <laughs> panic. So please send your story with a beginning, middle, and end to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. This story is from Heather Wagner. And that story goes a little something like this. Heather says, I was directed to your podcast and show by Zara. We both know Zara, Nick. Yeah. And I am hooked. I seriously can't stop listening. So let's get into the meat and taters. When I was three, right before my parents brought home their second spawn, <laughs> I started speaking to an imaginary friend, Sandy who I met in our basement. Once my parents brought home my new baby sister, I, again, three years old and no recollection, was talking to her out of the basement and leaving her all over the house and blaming this on Sandy. Oh, so she was taking the baby out of the bassinet and leaving her all over the house and blaming this on Sandy. I said basement instead of bassinet. I apologize. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I've asked my parents, A, why the hell was a three-year-old left alone with a newborn long enough to get her out of the bassinet and leave her elsewhere <laughs> on multiple occasions? And B, how at three, how was I able to reach my sister in the bassinet to which my parents shrugged it off? My parents still tease me about Sandy. Fast forward to two years. My parents have spawned again. <laughs> I love that. I don't <laughs> know why. My dad came into a small inheritance, which allowed to him to put down a down payment on a house in a better neighborhood. When we were moving in, the neighbor informs my dad a man was gunned down on the front porch of the house in a drug deal gone bad. I don't see how this is a nicer neighborhood, but I believe you. Oh, it was in the 60s. Everybody was doing drugs in the 60s. Gotcha. Um, my, da <laughs> my dad doesn't believe in the paranormal and, again, just shrugs it off. Not long after we move in, I start sleepwalking and talking, leading to several nights of my parents finding me screaming in my closet, let me out. My parents never believed me when I told them about whispers I would hear in my room or actually seeing objects. One night, I vividly remember my friendship bracelet. Everybody had a friendship bracelet. I used to make those like a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> well, where did I leave off? Friendship bracelet. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, one night, I vividly remember my friendship bracelet floating in my room or feeling held down in my bed. One night, my sisters and I were watching a movie and all started screaming because we saw a male face in the window. 
My dad ran outside and stated no one was there and summed it up to a neighborhood boy pranking you. No, that's called stalking and peeping Tom charges, okay? We knew what the boys in the neighborhood looked like, and this was not a boy in the neighborhood. Through the years, my sleepwalking became worse. I started walking outside. That's the worst. Oh, my gosh. My, yes. Myself and youngest sister seemed to pick up on the activity in the house while the non-believers just had an explanation for everything. They always do. Fast forward again. Now I'm 23 and I have an almost two-year-old son. We moved into an apartment where when Manny is in his room, that's her son, he's having a grand old time just babbling to someone. My now husband and I think he's saying Pete. And Craig, my now husband, says he thinks Pete is Manny's happy feet poster and Manny just can't say happy feet. One night, Craig and I get intimate on the couch and hear a clap coming from outside of our apartment. I yell at whoever's out there and thank them for the cock block. This is my kind of girl. (laughs) A few months later, Craig, Manny, and I moved to a townhouse. Manny is two and a half, and he's not speaking clear still, other than he keeps talking to Sophie. When asked who Sophie is, Manny would clear his day in a way that freaked my sisters out, say, he's coming. So when they would ask who Sophie was, the child, the two and a half year old's response would be, he's coming. Nope, I'm fucking out of there. Yep. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. No way. But it gets worse, as it always does. So one day, Manny comes in my room and stated, Sophie's going to push mommy down the stairs. And he also said... He's speaking much clearer now. Um, He also says, Sophie doesn't like the way mommy cleans. Bitch. Okay. It's on. (laughs) All I could say was, Sophie can get the hell out of my house. Again, Heather, I love you. Oh, so good. Yes. um, We'd hear footsteps upstairs while everyone was downstairs. Uh, which is why one of my friends refused to watch Manny at my house after one night. The hairdryer tried to visit me from across the room in the shower. Are you kidding me? We'd go downstairs to find all the cabinets open, and the final straw was the water heater catching fire. This happened when Manny and I were visiting my parents, so Craig, who was working thirds, could sleep, and the maintenance man said he never saw anything like it. It was like the flame jumped from part of the heater to the area that caught fire. Well, that doesn't Jeez. happen. Yeah. I have a friend who practices Wicca who came and saged the townhouse for me, and everything seemed to calm down until my grandma died. I'd randomly feel my hair being brushed behind my ear in that comforting way only my grandma could do. Me too. I miss that. It was so comforting that I always feel it when I'm at my lowest. The last time I felt it was when I found out we wouldn't be able to have another baby without in vitro. Craig, Manny, and I moved to our current house. I started sleep talking again and having dreams in which I was being dragged and they felt so real I could swear it felt like somebody grabbed my ankles and would wake up halfway off the bed. My youngest sister moved in and the dreams became more frequent and she was having them as well and we were both having our hair pulled and she was hearing walking on the steps when we weren't home. I nearly peed myself when I looked at my window one night to see the same face I saw in my childhood home. 
We still get doors and cabinets opening on their own, and our dog sometimes stops and growls at nothing. My son is now 15 and last summer went to band camp. Craig and I were getting intimate, and I'll be damned if we didn't hear that damn clap again. This motherfucker, let a girl get some, okay? Um, I thank the ghost for allowing us to finish this time. I'm not sure if I should be flattered they enjoyed our performance or appalled that they like to watch. Clapping at the end. They enjoyed your performance, girl. Good job. I asked our landlord if they had any experiences in the house of the paranormal kind. He said something woke him up by tapping his head when he was sleeping in the basement And when he came upstairs, he caught his ex-wife, who made him sleep downstairs because of his snoring, with her boyfriend. That's the best ghost story I've ever fucking heard in my life. Wake (laughs) up the husband. He goes upstairs, finds the wife cheating. And then a murder happened. No, that's not in the story, I swear. I really feel like a ghost has attached to me and followed me and makes itself more known when my youngest sister is with me. I know this is a long email, and thank you for reading my million and eight stories. Stay weird. Heather Wagner, girl, coming through with a mazillion amazing stories. That's amazing. That is, I mean, geez, thanks for uh, sharing that. I feel like that's a personal, there's a lot of personal touches to that story, and she just was like, this is a story, and this is how it happened, and here it is. Yep. And calls the ghost cock block. She's my favorite human being right now. Oh, so good. What a legend. I know. Legendary Heather Wagner. But guys, seriously, I'm freaking out. We need more stories. Please send them in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, I want to thank our Patreon producers, which are Doug McClock, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower, um, and all of our new members that are joining. I'm about to just, at some point, just give a shout out to all the Patreon members because you guys are great. I guess that's what happens when I actually update the Patreon page. So thanks to all our noobs. We appreciate you. I posted something today. It was just, you know, a little check-in from the campsite. You have to join Patreon to hear my weird little story about hiking with the dogs. But... Those are available to uh, members pledging $5 a month or more. I think I've officially covered everything, Nick. I think you have. and I, Yeah, I, I think that's everything. I feel like it is. I don't yeah. know. I'm like so medicated right now. I, I don't know what, I don't even know where I am. So. You probably need a good night's sleep is what you need. So on that note, <laughs> weird is a new cool. And ghost on. See ya. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click Join. We'll approve you as soon as we can, 
all weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.